tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work at a comic book store for our fun? Fatality. Breakfast, breakfast. Look at this. This one is our booty. You know something? You suck. Welcome back. We're looking at a top 10 of favorite X-Men ever. I am two beers with Nathan here along with Cletus. And I lost the rock, paper, scissors. Damn so right. number one goes to Cletus. Cletus, who is your top X-Men ever? Top 10. Let's go. Top X-Men ever. I'll say Mr. James Howlett, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Weapon X, better known as The Wolverine. Schnickety, schnick, schnick. Snap, snap. Favorite run would dare say the first solo Wolverine comic Frank written by Chris Claremont the Great, drawn by the great Frank Miller in his prime of what nineteen years old. Yeah, you you have an ankle tattoo. I do. Oftentimes when you say to a full grown man you have an ankle tattoo, it does not come with such a hard ass uh, backstory. But it's just yes. Wolverine, so it just has it. Iconic frame. Yeah, let's go. All right, so that gives me number two and three. Number two, my all-time favorite X-Men, Hank McCoy, the Beast. Fuck you, Kelsey Grammer, not my Beast. Moving on to everybody's favorite Cajun who's trying to touch butts they're not allowed to. Remy LeBeau, named after my dog's gambit. Steven, number four and five, my friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which, which Beast are we talking about? Just... No Classic hair or full-on cat. It's the same thing. He Not the cat. Not the fucking cat. We're not talking beast as a cat. We're talking classic 1991 Jim Lee, a beast. Grant Morrison, this fucking cat shit. Fucking English people are ruining this country. We're not letting this invade our top ten list. Because I like hairless beast. Yeah, he turned into hair beast. We're not getting into the history of beast. That's a whole separate episode. Beast. He really brought Hank the team together. McCoy, yes he did. Number four and five, Cletus, what do you got? Well, you know. I don't know, tell me. In Munich, he was referred to as the Amazing Nightcrawler. <laughs> that takes one off my list. That's a solid one. Yeah, I uh, can't really talk about classic X-Men without Nightcrawler. It is beautiful, bamf. Smokiness. Um, Smells like brimstone. Very, very interesting, you know, conflict of morals versus gotta do what you gotta do. I uh, really like that he had the strong Christian background that he did. It uh, brought a lot of lore to the series that I think it needed, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that character. Your wife tattooed an amazing Nightcrawler piece on my shin. Shout out Tattoo Tara. Let's go. Uh, like Hit and it. follow her on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't. Number AKA five. Number Cletus. one baby maker. AKA does, does me right. <laughs> number five favorite X-Men, Cletus. Who you got? Number five favorite X-Men, which we can argue is not an X-Men. But I will say when he is an X-Men, I enjoy reading it a ton is Magneto. Yeah, I'm crossing him off on my list. I had him at seven. Um, hard to argue. Shout out Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Or the <laughs> few times that he just did go good. Or, okay. uh, you know, uh, was it the Jungle Land? What's it called? Savage Lands. Savage stuff? Lands. Him yeah. and Magneto. Or him and uh, Professor X. Yeah. Controlling my life. Yeah. Just an all-time power. All right. 
Coming up here, six and seven. Number six, Bobby Drake, Iceman, one of the original Shit. five Iceman. Always loved him. What an underrated power. Omega level mutant, so underrated. One day I'll write the story, they'll give him the credit he's due. Moving on to number seven, Archangel, again an original Ooh. X-Man. Went through a lot of changes, went from kind of having bitch wings like a pigeon to being a total badass. Yeah, so, thank you, Apocalypse. Yep, let's go. All right, Cletus, number eight and nine, what do you have? Well, you know, for, for eight, I'm going to go right along with going against the grain. Ooh, against the it's grain. not technically an X-Men, but X-Men would be nothing without it. Let's say the Danger Room. The Danger Room. The Danger that's not, Room. No, that's not an answer. That is an answer. That is not an according answer. According to the... Joss Whedon run of Astonishing X-Men. Oh, so you're picking the character Danger. No, I'm picking the boy oh, Wing. Okay. Is, yeah, right? Killing himself All right. in the Danger Room. Jesus. Therefore giving the Danger Room the concept of death. Holy shit. That was probably, that's probably my top three favorite X-Men Moments? Comics. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I just... Shit okay. got dark after We're going to agree to disagree. It was... All right. Number nine. Number nine. Maybe you can actually pick a character this time. Well, I'm going to go along with the Joss Whedon run is my favorite version of this character. I think he had the most growth. Colossus. Or uh, Cyclops. You said Colossus, then Cyclops. No. Are you talking about a big, strong Russian? or? I'm talking Cyclops. Okay. I'm giving you Colossus. The one-eyed one. That's... Yes, I know. He's important to you. So... so. I'm going to say Cyclops wouldn't be an X-Men without him, ever. I can agree with that. Original five, he's been in everything. You know, and, sometimes... But he's never been in anything else. <laughs> no crossovers. One of, the, one of the few superheroes that never was somehow an Avenger on accident. Yep. Uh, Although... Underrated, he, but... As we come up on it, and we're going to talk about this as we get into the actual basis of the episode, Cyclops was one of the original characters to fight Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet. So, hmm. good segue on accident. Moving into my number 10 pick, as you called it, Colossus, the big old Russian with a dick of steel because he turned everything into steel. Mm -hmm. All right, that's our top 10 X-Men. Let us know if you agree, disagree in the comments or comment on Facebook. or you put in your shut reviews, up and listen? Or just you know what's fucking facts only. <laughs> you know what's good for you. A few honorable mentions. I just want to throw out Kitty Pride, Juggernaut, and Cable. Slash Thanos, Josh Brolin. All right, yeah. let's get diving into this episode. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Frog Boys, the podcast. Today we are going to talk about how to not fuck up Avengers Endgame. I am one of your hosts, Two Beers with Nathan, along with Cletus. Cletus, how are you? Are you ready to dive into this emotional topic? Well, it's been a long road. But... Long road? When did Iron Man come out? It started it. Um, we didn't do any research. At I least asked you six years ago. Minimum six years ago. This yeah. is at minimum six years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. John so, Favreau and Vince Vaughn were buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Swingers, John Favreau. So, as you saw in the last episode, we want to ask some questions that we want to answer in our conversation. But the big one in this truly is how do you not fuck up Avengers Endgame? Hmm, good question. So we're going to dive into some of this. Starting off, Cletus, what is your first thought on how they should not 
fuck up Avengers Endgame? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say just end it. Fucking no horizontal lines on your wrist today. We're going straight vertical. We're ending this. Okay. I want it done. I want to be done with this. Put it to bed. Bury it. I don't give a fuck who dies or what's coming next. This is the ending. It's called Endgame. End the shit. I, I definitely agree with you on this. I understand if there's things that are hinted for setups. Do not blatantly leave setups. Right. End things. Let things just be settled and done. That's always been like the biggest problem for all these MCU movies is that they're alluding to like four other fucking movies in it, man. Yes, like, very much be true. Done. That was one of the great things about the first Iron Man is there was no anticipation of anything extra at the moment, so it was just the excitement of here's the story we're telling with right. no pressure of adding well, to I'll, it. I'll even go so far as to say the first Avengers. They didn't know. If that movie bombed, this whole thing would be done, you know? And they did really minimal allusions to the next one. They were able to finish it out, whether... doesn't matter how weird that ending was, okay? With everyone had their tight jeans on and... Eating falafel. Yep. Yeah. You fucking shawarma, whatever. And then, you know, Thor disappears... Through the rainbow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, you know, it ended the way it did, and I think it was about the best ending that they could muster at that time. But I, I, I liked that they left it until the after credits thing to kind of allude to, oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, after putting you, you can't include after credits as part of a film, as we've learned from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to say no new characters with the caveat. One flirting with two would make sense mm-hmm. if introduced right, but for the most part, do not try introducing some end all be all character. Right. Essentially, stick with what we know. Well, Captain Marvel was, in my opinion, like kind of a stretch. This late in the game, just coming in, all of a sudden you're the you're the one, you're the ringer. Um, that's something that. Yeah, they're trying I to connect that whole space worked. space yeah. universe wise. Apparently, there is rumors that Joss Whedon wanted to introduce her in Age of Ultron, which probably would have made the introduction shit because that movie was shit. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously for a lot of people that will be their first introduction to this character. Fuck, for some people, Ant Man might be their first introduction to the oh beloved God. Paul Rudd. Yeah, um, if they've only watched Avengers. Sure. So what do we got? But what do we got next? What's your other? So coming up next, I have do not erase all deaths. Now that's mo- like a controversial. But it is. But it is. Obviously, we know Spider Man's coming back. We've seen scenes for Spider Man Far From Home. It looks fun. We're excited. But Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, she died well before the snap. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a ton of sense for her to come back. It's good vision. Vision died before the snap. We're going to touch base on him in a little bit on how he should come back as the pale version. Obviously, there's going to be another Guardians movie. Shout out James Gunn coming back to direct that. Let's go. Yep. Yep. That's my boy. The Black Panther. You know there's a Black Panther sequel coming out. There's there's an element of we know some things need to change and happen. Mm -hmm. 
but there still needs to be an element of finality even if some of the stuff from the snap is undone when the movie is said and done of endgame there needs to be deaths you did not expect right there needs to be a character that's or like two. The, the game of thrones option where and that's what you need to do at this point where you get solidified in the the lore is by losing people you love <laughs> you know well, the next thing you need to avoid the ant-man ass theory <laughs> i love how officially you well stated it's, that. <laughs> it's a theory out there that the reason That's they did the, not introduce it's a f- meme you can't yeah Listen. You can't have a meme in a movie. I have seen memes become musicians. Cardi B. She oh, literally well, turned into... She's counter days right now, yeah. Well, she's problematic. <laughs> but the big joke is Ant-Man is going to shrink down, go in Thanos' butt, and expand. <laughs> First off, if you care about your sexual partner, you're going to take your time. You lube it up. You can do some foreplay. So Ant-Man going in there without a little bit of acknowledgement, also problematic in this hashtag MeToo world. Sure, sure, sure. Also, these memes got kind of old after like 30 minutes. It didn't take much to make butt jokes. Yeah, so, well, and that's kind of low-hanging fruit with so low-hanging uh, fruit. Ant-Man's abilities. It's like, of course he can... But like, at the same time, Tony Stark could, you know, tempt... Thanos with a butt plug that expands. Yeah. You know. Just to seduce him with those charming good looks. Yeah. Um, a Batman butt plug, perhaps. Just <laughs> throw a little ba- jab. Throwback to our last episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here. And, again, I'll say it. Not, it's not a popular opinion. But based on their chemistry from Age of Ultron, we're going to go ahead and minimize both Black Widow and Hawkeye's relationship. I don't feel like that should be controversial. Outside of Winter Soldier and uh, literally the Captain America movies, neither of these characters, let alone Hawkeye, have been given significant screen time to be mm-hmm. worthy of having the title of Avenger. It's been quite the damn shame, especially Scarlett Johansson. You have a rocket of an actress and a woman who somehow still plays second tier outside of the one time she wrestled Tony Stark. It's like she's happy to be there, you know? It, Maybe. It's <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Even in Avengers, they're fighting aliens, and she's reloading nine millimeters. Right. The police had better fucking guns. <laughs> but she uses those hips. No. <laughs> Listen, shout out Shakira, Wyclef John. Hips don't lie. Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, once was married to Green Lantern and Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, mm. and soon to be Detective Pikachu. Which uh-huh. this podcast is unofficially super excited for. Right. We have not talked about it. I'm super excited for it. Assuming that Cletus is as well. I agree on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My well, next topic is very comic book geekish. The originally fi- original Infinity Gauntlet comic mm-hmm. had a panel of Captain America walking up to Thanos and telling them as long as one man stands against you, nothing will stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And Thanos taking care of him, and Chris Evans, the immensely talented man rocket, man missile, put him on the moon. Hit it. Doing this moment and dying two hours into a three hour and four minute movie would really raise the stakes and also let him go out on top. Yep. 
And that gives the uh, the whole, you know, Robert Downey Jr. losing all morals thing, like some heat, you know, like when at the end of Civil War, like that was some like that's pretty fucking good stuff, man. Like, Civil War is so good. Yeah, what the Russo brothers have done between Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Avengers: Infinity War, you're just like, dude. Yeah. Imagine what they would have done, start to finish. All my brothers and I do is disappoint our parents. <laughs> Much less make three but, very, very accomplished mother, films. Mother's yeah. Day comes. Sorry, we're not the Russo brothers. Yep, and it's all written on one card. It says, from all of us. And all they right. just shake their head. Yeah. Are you able to read what number nine says, or do I need to read it? <laughs> yep. Well, well, I always say... Don't ooze milk talking Jane. <laughs> you know? Said it since I was you. All right, so uh, another point we have is <laughs> do not make the Hulk a joke, especially after being virtually inadequate sure. in the previous film. Well, that's the buildup, you know. Obviously, you need the Hulk. Oh, involved, they didn't really touch on Banner or Hulk in the trailer whatsoever. And so two beers with Nathan Toys Corner, Lego and Mattel, not Mattel. I'm sorry. I forget the name that does the Marvel stuff, but either way, Lego has, uh, I'm not sure. Either way, toys have been released and are in stores now showing that Hulk will be in the movie with the brain of Bruce Banner via how the haircut looks, how he's not as buff. And how things are just looking. So yep. a little His bit of toy corner. Have pupils versus yep. being black. Yeah. So classic Lego accidentally revealing some of the storyline. That is the end of this episode's Two Beers with Nathan Toy Corner. So far, yes. Um, now you can't help but think like when there's a plot hole, it's there for a reason. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that vision death kind of left a few questions to be answered. I hope so, because... Like, he couldn't phase shift earlier in the movie. Yep. And he's just like, oh, what? I can't phase shift. Well, they gave him a lot of character buildup in a movie that didn't give a lot of character buildup to anyone who wasn't Thanos. Right. So hopefully we'll get the classic pale version of Vision, who essentially has his mind wiped, his powers wiped. And we'll get like a really weird kind of version of him that's almost like a super weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you who are old enough to remember the Avengers Sega game of Hawkeye, Iron Man, Captain America, yeah, and Vision. Avengers Assemble. Yep, let's go. Avengers, go! <laughs> Never beat that game. <clears throat> um, and it's a pretty solid appearance of Wonder Man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Nathan Fillion was supposed to play that role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nathan Fillion was supposed to do a lot of things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So many things. Supposed to be Ant Man. All right, so (laughs) I'm gonna say I'm gonna share my final thought, Cletus, on what they need to not fuck up Avengers Endgame. And my final thing is there needs to be giant solo moments for the core characters who may not be back again. Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Well, Those Thor. three characters are the three characters that I need defining gigantic moments for if they are truly not returning. Yeah. Well, and that... 
All I mean, three that kind of those of rolls, actors deserve it. That kind of rolls right into our our prediction segment. We have plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, how? Okay. Let's, in theory, say these guys are going to croak. Okay. And it's not going to be by a snap. Okay. Yeah. The with sta- the, with the, the exception what? of one of them, one of them might find their way upon an infinity gauntlet with all the gems and make a snap. And that one person might not necessarily be immortal and will probably be played by Chris Evans. <laughs> And he'll Are you have a... some one-liner about how he's going to make the snap and disintegrate, but bring everyone back. All right. So a la Jesus Christ. Are you Savior, implying Mar- Captain America will get his hands on the gauntlet and undo the snap himself via sheer wheel? Sheer wheel. Sheer will. Sheer will. Ed. I don't Sheerwell. hate that idea. <laughs> I think that would probably be the best way for him to go considering then, he got his powers because he jumped on a grenade and then do another 90 minutes of story going forward something like that yeah. okay here's why i love that idea and then afterwards i'm gonna tell you why i hate that idea one why i love that idea is i read on the internet what if after he were to sacrifice himself he envisions himself going into that dance saying to that high school not high school that uh wartime sweetheart walks into the dance and she goes you're late you cut to black okay emotions here's why I hate that idea I just want Chris Evans to continue doing this role I never imagined that the guy from Not Another Teen Movie would be everything that I would imagine Captain America being even through a terrible 90s and even to the 80s comic book run Mm-hmm. I, as much as you can argue that Robert Downey Jr. is what started this, Chris Evans as Captain America has been the glue that has made this all work. Yeah. So when his moxie my, is my what, hating it yeah. is just my own fear of I want more. Sure. Well, and that's what'll make you miss him. Oh. You know, and that's what movies are all about—is feeling those. And we've seen and he belongs in. He belongs in, like, different movies, you yeah. know. Well, I mean, He's think about actor, how. Like, and if you, if we didn't say go. it already, spoiler alert. If not, fuck off. Let him be Batman or something. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He was Human Torch. Think about Groot. Batman. Yeah, he was Human Torch. Think about Groot going away, Black Panther going away. Like, no one knew that ending was coming. They kept that so under wraps and so quiet. There was no spoilers. You didn't know. If you saw that movie in the first three weeks of release, you were legitimately shocked seeing that in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very much a similar thing it I'd imagine. It brought me a great, like, an unexpected amount of pleasure watching that amount of nine-year-olds cry at a movie. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Passes away. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I don't feel no, so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. Every minute. Some other things I feel like this movie needs to have is... No, oh, no, we're not done. Oh, okay, let's go. If Iron Man dies. Oh, oh yeah, that's think? right. We got to get on Thor and Iron Man. I'm sorry. I feel like Tony Stark has become such... They, they know that he has been, like I had just said, essentially the center of it. When he dies, and we're assuming he's going to die, it will be such a centralized moment, like... Of him, like, pulling out his arc reactor or sacrificing himself as a finality thing 
is going to be some like over the top selfless act to just really establish how he was the start of this cinematic universe. Or like he he really did care all along, you know. I I think that if that's how anyone goes, it'd be Thor. Because the only way Thor would die would be if he sacrificed himself. You know, that's true. But we saw Loki I think, die. I think Tony that. would die in uh, a, and be protesting his death. Like he would not want to die. But Thanos was like, "You could probably kill me right now. I'm gonna off you." you yeah. So human. I could see it being like, a, as we talked about, maybe Captain America does something to help undo this. You know, the snap. One of those three characters is probably going to die mid-movie. I feel like they know they can't do all three mm-hmm. at, in, at one point. I could see either Iron Man or Thor being kind of a final, here's my final shot, it wasn't enough, but the other person has just enough to get the job done um, type sure. of a thing. And at that point, I would imagine Thor is the one to sacrifice himself with um, Stormbringer, I think is his new weapon. And it's just enough to get there. And it doesn't quite do it. Tony Stark is beat up enough from battle that he can't quite get it done. But if he just does this one thing and gives himself away, he -hmm. can end Thanos and leave the Avengers in the hands of Captain Marvel, Black Widow, War Machine, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mm -hmm. are all back. Um, I could see something along those lines. Yeah, I I would like to see... Yeah, I would like to see if they do die, maybe it not being their choice to do it. You know, because the common element in all three of those deaths is the sacrifice, self-sacrifice. I feel like Marvel's so predictable, but they aren't. Where So I, I say that, but like, I feel like there's been such the anchors of things that they're not going to let them be without them choosing it. Mm-hmm. But we've also, it was, we've seen with the Russo brothers where it's like, Surprise, motherfucker! Right. So, well, the best part about Tony Stark dying or being killed, essentially, would be that you get to see a phenomenal Don Cheadle performance, which he has in the bag. Like of all the sidekicks and buddies, he's probably the most accomplished. He's been sitting with belongs there. He's been sitting with that extra scene from Hotel Rwanda, (laughs) just waiting for it. (laughs) Dude, or even uh, what was that movie using with Adam Sandler? Rain on, rain over me. Rain over that me. Was, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. fucking amazing, dude. Like so, John fucking Sheetal. But yeah, it's hard to believe he's serious. As, off, yeah. I'll throw this out there. Let's let's do this. Um, we obviously already did our top ten of this episode. Let's do three characters you'd like to see die. No snake draft, just one at a time. I will start. Don Sheetal's War Machine. You could kill him off. I would not care going forward. Who do you got? You know, I'm going to say it. It's not a popular opinion. Do it. I really want Thor to die. <laughs> I don't... I, like, really bad. I think I have not enjoyed a single one of his movies. Fuck. I can see... Uh, Ragnarok? Uh, I didn't enjoy Thor in Ragnarok. I'll say that. Uh... If I could have an entire movie of Planet Hulk, I would be a happy boy. I can understand. My second pick, actually, would be I wouldn't mind seeing the Hulk die on account of I have not really enjoyed Mark Ruffalo, Wisconsin native, unfortunately, in that role. I think that comes down to more of storytelling. 
but I wouldn't mind seeing him just go on account of makes sense. what helps move the situation forward. Well, it's like it'd be hard to have Hulk in a crew after this. Correct. You know, because like he was kind of more of a, this is what we have, so let's work with it. Yep. First round, man. Yep. Second Avengers has to be a bit more polished, especially if they're going in this cosmic route. Thousand percent agree. Like you can't cosmic smash shit. All right. <laughs> and like, they're about to bring in Fantastic Four, so they got to make room for that thing. So you got to make the thing work. All yeah. right. Who's your yeah. number two? My number two of the surviving... Nope, people... Of the people that are going to go... Six characters that you would be okay seeing die permanently in the MCU. They Well, the, besides the ones that have already died. Right? We're assuming pretty much everyone's back alive because we don't know what's going to happen. Sure. Well, um, let's see. We have Hulk. We have Thor. What was your first pick? I said Hulk. You said Thor. I said Hulk. Okay. And then... Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. We're behind. We're... Yeah, I said War Machine. Don Cheadle. You said Thor. I said Hulk. Now we're on number four year pick. I'm sorry. Mm. Bad math. We're not a math podcast, guys. I would like to see Iron Man die. Okay. I I, I would not enjoy it. It's kind of time to go. But, you know, um, if I had to pick anybody to stick around, it would be Captain America. Of the main guys, um, agree with that. But that's also because you know your Iron Man solo films haven't aged well. Not got good. worse and worse as they went, or got like bottom of the barrel bad, and then a little less bad for Iron Man three, but still didn't quite find its feet. Uh, everyone knows Robert Downey's gonna. He's done. He's tired. You can yeah. tell. All right, so I'm going to go for number five. I'm going to say Drax. Batista is Drax. He's very vocal about getting James Gunn oh, back, which is fine. There's yeah. a lot of talks of him joining Suicide Squad 2 slash a reboot. But as a character, it just always felt like he should have been more powerful. But what was he? So I would be okay seeing Drax just go. Yeah. So, Shit, even for that matter, like... Peter Quill, too. Whoa. I think... How are you going to have a fucking Guardians movie without Peter Quill, Star-Lord? Number six is your pick, though. So you, you the next, yeah. the next uh, name yeah. you say as of this moment now is your sixth pick. Because uh, I think Chris Pratt is on the decline of his run. We're going to go Peter Quill. I'm going to have to hard disagree. You have every right to have that opinion. Uh... I'm not going to say he's not going to decline. I'm not doubting that. The Jurassic World movies were shit. They should mm-hmm. have been better. But I'll say this. As Star-Lord, James Gunn's back behind the helm, we're going to see at least one more movie with him at the center of it that makes you want to just be like, okay. Yeah. I like you. But after Infinity War, it's like it's pretty clear. So you're in the camp that Peter says Quill, it's his like, fault. Everything. Oh my god, he ruined everything. He acted like any person would. Have you seen Zoe Zeldana when she's not in green paint? Columbia. I saw her in green the paint. Losers. I still liked yeah. What I saw you saw her in green paint and wanted to hit that. Oh, all day. Yeah. And you got fucking old boy you know and the was, guy from Goonies. You know who was supposed to hit that? Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What hasn't he supposed to? So. Yeah. <laughs> 
So Avengers Endgame, we're a couple weeks out. This is episode two. You're probably listening to this about two weeks before it comes out. That's our opinions on what they could do. We don't know what they're going to do. They've done such a great job of keeping this under wraps that even rumors at this point have turned into Ant-Man crawls up his ass, so we know it's not true. It's probably started by the Russians, that rumor. Fucking Vladimir Putin all over that. Yeah, pooping. Vladimir Putin. Just out here. He he was literally taking his shoes like, the Americans sent Ant-Man up my ass, and that's why I poop for the first time. (laughs) But look, after Infinity War, it's like, I have no idea. Oh, what no. the hell is going on? But that's exciting. That's wonderful. It is. Take notes, fucking Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Star Wars. Oh. And not only did it subvert my expectations, but it did it in a great way. It didn't do it in a way that made me feel like an idiot for really having expectations. Because that's how I left The Last Jedi. It was like, well, fuck me. You know? Yeah, without getting into all that stuff, so... Avengers Endgame coming up around the corner. You just heard how they cannot fuck it up and how they can make it good. This is the Frog Boys Podcast. I'm Two Beers with Nathan along with Cletus, and we hope you guys have a good night. We'll talk to you here soon. Thank you again for listening.